0: It's time to Accelerate. Hey, friends, this is Andy. Welcome to Episode 735 of Accelerate, the sales podcast of Record. I have another excellent episode lined up for you today. Joining me as my guest on this week's show is Stu Hynek. Stu is the author of a new book titled Get the Meeting, which is a follow-up to his previous book, How to Get a Meeting with Anyone. And if you recall, Stu has joined us on the show to discuss that book a couple years ago. Now, Stu is considered the father of what we call contact marketing, which is the art of getting meetings with top influencers who can really have an impact on a decision that you're trying to win. And in this week's episode, Stu and I will be talking about his new book, which, which is really a field guide for his first book, How to Get a Meeting. And it's a beautiful book full of illustrations, which you'd expect from Stu, since he's a cartoonist for the Wall Street Journal, as well as precise instructions for how you can put together contact marketing campaigns. I mean, down to even how to, <laughs> instructions for how to fold a box, uh, which I thought was fascinating. Today, Stu and I are going to talk about contact marketing. He'll give you some great examples that inspire you to use it. We'll start by talking about why contact marketing is all about getting more personal, which you know resonates with me. It's about being more human with your buyers. We'll talk about why contact marketing is so effective in reaching out and getting meetings with these key influencers and how the authentic personalization you use creates impact and true differentiation. And then we'll get into specific examples of contact marketing campaigns that Stu has used with great success, including one of my favorite uh, tactics from the book or strategies from the book, what he calls Pocket campaigns. You know, the bottom line with contact marketing is doing something fun that resonates with the person you're trying to reach out to. You know, it's a way to make yourself memorable because one meeting, if you can get that one meeting, it can change everything. So we'll get into that and much, much more. Before we get to Stu, I want to talk with you about Vanillosoft. Vanillosoft is the industry's leading sales engagement platform, but most people simply refer to it as the solution. It's the solution to ensure sales development reps make the right number of attempts for every lead. It's the solution to ensure sales development reps use more than just email, that they consistently use LinkedIn and the dreaded telephone as part of their sales playbook. It's the solution to serve the sales development rep the next best lead over and over again so that they hit their activity numbers. The solution starts with the right sales cadence And that's why you need to check out VanillaSoft's Guide on Sales Cadences. It's titled Sales Cadences, What Works, What Doesn't, and Why You're Frustrated. And you can get your copy now, free of charge, at VanillaSoft.com forward slash Andy Paul. That is VanillaSoft.com forward slash Andy Paul. right, let's jump into it. Stu, welcome to the show.
1: Glad to be here.
0: (laughs) It's always always a pleasure to have you on. So, it's been a while since we, your last book actually was the occasion of the last time you were here. Yep. So we're going to talk about your new book today. Yes. 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 Fantastic. Right, good. So uh, your new book called Get the Meeting, which is a follow on to a book I really enjoyed, Was and I enjoyed this one as well, but enjoyed both your books. The first book called How to Get a Meeting with Anyone. And uh, maybe we just do a little refresher course to get started because you've, invented this category. One of the great ways to own a category is to That's in, in, cool. invent invent <laughs> yeah. a category. And the category you've invented is called contact marketing. So explain to people, just to refresh their memories, what the contact marketing is.
1: Sure. Well, and actually i got to say, I was just the lucky guy who got to name it. <laughs> but I surely didn't invent it. <laughs> well, I know, but Take the credit. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I love it. And um, in the new book, um, there's a foreword by, by Russ Klein, the CEO of American uh, Marketing Association. Mm-hmm. And he called me the father of contact marketing, thinking, great, that's cool. Let's do it, man. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So, uh, yeah. So, well, how to get a meeting with anyone came about because I discovered. Early on in my career, and I've got a crazy career. I'm I'm one of the Wall Street Journal cartoonists, but I'm also a marketer. Mm-hmm. Actually, I should say I'm a marketer, but I'm also one of the cartoonists. Cartoonists, right? To put it the other, the right way around. So, um, and I, I discovered real quickly that cartoons were incredible marketing devices. I mean, they were engagement devices. I guess mm-hmm. is a better way to put it. They're the best read and remembered parts of magazines and newspapers. I knew that from readership surveys. And when you think about the nature of humor, it's about truth revealed in a twist. It's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, although that's you know not so simple to do, but or create. But but if you think about it, everything we find funny, we're laughing and then we go, oh my god, that's so true. It's like that. It is like that, right? I know someone like sure. that or been through that, right? So so here's this device that <clears throat> that you can put into a campaign that gets more attention than just about anything you could put in print and really almost anything you could put on a screen as well. And you know people love them. They, I, I guess you could. Play with a pun here and say that they're really drawn to them.
0: And I suspect that's not the first time you've used that. No, no <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> I'm embarrassed to use it. Um, but, but they are drawn to them, and, and then, so then the next thing that happens is, they're, if they read it, they like it, they're, if it's funny to them at all, either they could either laugh out loud or they could go, "Huh, oh, that's cool or you know, oh, that's cool. What's happening there is that you're planning a point of agreement. And, and it, it's a very, very powerful, very, uh, very um, persuasive element to use in a campaign. So mm-hmm. I knew this was going to be great to use in direct mail. That's that's where I thought I would use it. And I wanted to create direct mail campaigns for publishers, magazine publishers at the time. And um, so I wanted to use the mixture of cartoons and personalization so that each cartoon would be, would be about each recipient. So. I, very quickly, I got two two uh, test campaigns going. One for Rolling Stone, and the other for Bon Appetit, and they both beat their controls, meaning that both set new records actually for response. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, great. I want to bring this to the rest of the publishing industry. Here's what gets more relevant because I want to I want to I, I want to penetrate the rest of the publishing industry. <laughs> like no, <laughs> just a just a small thing, sure, you know. And and I realized well. What I need to do is I need to create I, I need to put together a little campaign. I didn't know what to call it, so I called it a, a, a contact campaign because mm-hmm. um, there was just no name for it. and And the contact campaign consisted of a, an eight by ten print of a cartoon, each one personalized to each recipient. And that's my device. So, so it's a personalized cartoon, eight by ten print right. with a letter that said, "Hey, this is the device I just used to beat the controls for Rolling Stone and Bon Appetit." And I think we should put this to the test for your titles. And that campaign went out to about two dozen VPs and directors of circulation and or, or consumer marketing at, you know, Time Inc., Condé mm-hmm. Nast, um, the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, et cetera. So we're just two dozen people. And I, you know, I sometimes if I'm giving a speech to, to a group, I'll, I love asking them to guess what kind of response rate I might have gotten. Cause, you know, keep in mind in direct mail, they used to say that a 1% response rate was was a a respectable response. Right. Like that's typical. Right. There is no such thing. But if I got 1%, that would be disastrous of 24 people. <laughs> you know? I couldn't that's like you can't measure that. Right. If I got a 10% response rate, that's two and a half people. You know? It's just I needed to get a hundred percent response rate. And then I knew then that there was this other backstop from a courtesy of contact I mean of direct marketing where uh, wherein they would say that hundred percent response rates were absolutely impossible. But that's what I needed. And mm-hmm. I know we're, we're both involved in sales. That mm-hmm. that is possible. Right. And um and so that's exactly what happened. I got a I got through to all of them. All of them became clients. It was worth millions of dollars to me because it started my business. Right. And it would it all came from a campaign that that I spent about a hundred dollars on. That went to 24 people and it, it changed everything. Right. And that's kind of the nature of contact mark, of contact marketing, not the cartoon part necessarily, but, but just that you're, you're reaching out to a small a group of a relatively small group of people. It could be just one person. In fact, mm-hmm. you could do a campaign to just one person. Um, but, but otherwise, I mean, more typically you're putting a campaign out to maybe the top stratum of, um, of, of accounts in an AB, ABM model, mm-hmm. for example. So it's a small group of people. Um, you might spend a lot per person. Uh, some of my campaigns cost. I mean, my my big boards cost twenty five. I sorry, twenty five, two hundred fifty dollars a piece to send these things. But you know, if it's if each if each contact is then worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. sure. sure. That's a great investment. You know. Yeah. Well, so that's, that's that's sort of the genesis of. Well, Let's say that's my contact patch with contact marketing, but I, I soon discovered people have been doing the most amazing things out there. One of the, you know, This is almost like collecting blooper stories. If there's so many blooper stories out there. Well, there are also all kinds of really, really fascinating stories of what people have been doing to break through. Yeah,
0: and I think that's really, I look at this this book as really sort of the field guide or tactical guide to your first book, right? Because, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's Chock full of examples and case studies, of what people have done to use various engagement devices, I guess as you call, it, to to break through, to break through the noise, and yep. and to get in touch with people. And so, um, I guess one of the <laughs> one of the first questions, really, that that's sort of interesting when you sort of think about it is is yeah, you know, breaking through is hard, but we think about a meeting. And not to be too old school about this, we tend to think about meeting as being something face to face. Is yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of business, especially in sales, there's they don't really care to meet people these days, right? They just, they want to be able to do everything virtually and so on. And I think that yeah, I think that personally is in this world where we're trying to do more things virtually, which is there is a virtue in doing that without being redundant. Is that the ability to actually get in front of someone in person? has so much more impact uh, if done yes. if done correctly. And so, thus, you know. I see this, hopefully, as, uh, this book as a way to get people to think again about, yeah, we really do need to get out of the office and actually go meet these, as you said, these really targeted decision makers or influencers or stakeholders, whomever we need to meet. And yeah, in some cases, they may say, "I yeah, I'm a little reluctant to meet. I want to spend this time. We Can't we do this via Zoom? It's like, Oh man, yeah, you know, look at Stu's book and say, Yeah, let's yeah. let's let's find a way to meet in person because the impact is gonna be 10x or whatever it is a meeting you on Zoom.
1: Yeah, I I absolutely agree with you. And and you know, I want to make a comment about you just said some people might think that's old school. I think I think calling anything old school is old school. Well, <laughs> it's stupid. You well,
0: know? I, I know it's stupid, but I just because I just I, I was trying to preempt it, trying to preempt people thinking
1: Yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, like don't don't fall into that trap because you know, let's say direct mail was was. A, it's just people. Things follow cycles. We know that. Um, so well,
0: I think what's never gone out of fashion is actually meeting people in person. That's right. Yeah, and, that, and that, I, that's I,
1: so powerful. You're right. right. That, that's right. that's the gold standard.
0: And I and I think this is where, you know, many companies are doing themselves a disservice because, yeah, granted, we've changed the economic model. We're changing things, selling things on a subscription. But if you've got a customer that over the course of four years is going to give you a million dollars worth of business. Get on a freaking airplane and go meet the person. Yeah. And if they're reluctant, <clears> as, <throat> as sometimes they are, hey, I don't don't have enough time. We're hey, we're going to do business with you. Yeah, no, no. Get on a plane. Find a way to get engaged with that person and go meet with them. It'll solidify not only your odds of getting the business but also solidify the relationship.
1: Yeah, it, it makes all the difference. I, I mean, I've you know I have clients, big clients that are. That it took quite a while before we met, actually. Mm. So we did do the business before before meeting. But but you're right. When you meet someone in person, everything changes.
0: Yeah, I mean, as great as as great, we're we're using Zoom as we record this. I mean, yeah, I, I love Zoom. I use Zoom <laughs> half a dozen to a dozen times a day. Um, if I could meet people in person in critical times, so it's really important. I always do yeah. that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It, that that is, I think, what you want to do.
0: Yeah. So this book, and we're gonna hopefully get some examples from it, goes through this idea about, you know, how do you how do you break through the noise? How do you capture someone's attention? How do you activate their interest in in what it is that you're doing? And and you have a variety of categories. You talk about I thought it'd be an interesting to um, <coughs> may get some examples for people just to make it more real for them. But the categories I sort of liked the examples in, and maybe you can recall gifting is one I think is underutilized. Let's, yeah. So let's, let's start there. Um, how can somebody effectively use this idea of gifting? And there are services like Sendoso and others that are out there that, that uh, enable this and make it much easier to do. But, but give us some examples of how people use gifting effectively to sort of let's say, break through and engage with somebody
1: well, you know, two things come to mind really quickly. One is that personalization is often a feature in, I mean, it should be a feature in gift giving. They ought to be relevant mm-hmm. gifts, right? Mm-hmm. Um so uh and, and so one of the chapters in the book in Get the Meeting is is devoted to the new sort of the new landscape of personalization. Because here's the thing. Um, you know. When I was creating all those direct mail campaigns for the publishers, and I was using personalization within the cartoons, mm-hmm. um, that that is a form. I guess I well, I called it wide personalization in in the book. I had to call it something. So, wide personalization is the regime in which you just you don't need to know the name of their dogs or mm-hmm. where they went to school. Mm-hmm. You just need to know their address. That you need to know how to spell their name right correctly, correctly. right? And then um, and then their and then the address. <laughs> You know. Yeah. So, the example. So, so in that in, case,
0: in that case, you you were taking. So, people just listening to this. I know you're going to show an example, but most people yeah. are just consuming this via audio. Is is wide personalization? This example is. Look, you had a cartoon that fits this purpose. Use the same cartoon, but personalize the name. So that then you consider wide personalization. Just so yes. pe- people get that. Okay.
1: But yeah, so that's wide personalization. And I was just going to hold up an example. This is a, a form of big board. I'm going to back up so you can see it. You right. Know, it's made of half inch yeah. um, foam, um, core kind of foam core or whatever. Yeah, And then the back, there's a message. And, and so forth. But, you know, if I hold this up close, you can see that it's, you know, starts out, hey, it's a bunch of cowboys out on mm-hmm. the range at night sitting around the campfire. And one Back. guy saying, I ever tell you fellas the story of Billy the Kid? Yep, sure did. Very the next one very good. Wild Damon Johns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and your cartoon and, style, your cartoon style is very uh Gary Larson, farsightish sightish uh field. It's to fun it. stuff. Yeah.
1: It's fun stuff. So so you know um so that's 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 uh that's wide personalization, and it's very effective mm-hmm. and scalable. And something there are there are great actually great advantages to both wide and deep personalization. So Deep personalization, uh, by contrast, is the new regime, newer regime of, of personalization, where we get to do profile scrapes, and we 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 can use AI tools like Seamless and Nimble to find out a lot about people before we ever reach out to them. Or you could just do some pretty watchful, um, watchful. Uh, I mean, just, you just you can be watchful. Yeah, just yeah, just yeah, just, would, would
0: just, yeah just use social and, and follow. Them, yeah. Right?
1: You can watch for for social, I mean for trigger events, and um, you can find things just little details that you can you can hone in on and use to to create a gift uh, right. that really gets someone's attention. So so in in that case, you're you're looking for I don't know what what drives the person and what what are they what are they talking about thinking about certainly that what are they planning what are mm-hmm. they what are they um, looking at? But you might also it might also be helpful to find out the name of their dog. You know it could be yeah. that or it could be because if you're going to send a gift, then you want to send something that's relevant, and that's the way to find out what's relevant um, about a person you don't know yet. Well, and, right, and so I think, well,
0: it's fundamentally human, right? And this is this is yeah. the thing I want to get, yeah. I want to yeah. get back to and 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 spend some more time on because I think this is really one of the things that is most appealing to me about what you do and what you work on and and so on is that yeah, you know, it really reinforces this idea that. In business, whether it's sales, wherever, yeah, you because know, we're trying to make build relationships, it's it's about humans, and so yeah. um, I said the thing that yeah you know, I love about this this contact marketing and people follow me know that yeah I'm a huge believer that it all starts at that first moment right this it's all about it's all about relationships that we develop with people that we're we're trying to answer the question and everything we do we're trying to answer the question why you. All right, because that's that's what the customer's thinking. That's, well, yeah, that's a great way to put it. Why you? And I um, think with this, you know, these tactics, uh, contact marketing, gifting, uh, we'll get into pocket campaigns. I love the pocket campaigns idea and so on. Is that you're making yourself memorable in a way, and that is absolutely essential to. To winning people's business at the end of the day, and so you know, Daniel Kahneman did a bunch of work on this idea of a peak-end theory of you know people go through a decision and they make a at the end or go through an experience and at the end they go back to make a decision about the experiences they they look at the peak event you know during that experience as one of the two factors they factor in most into their decision. Um, yeah, you know, how you contact somebody it could be it could be the peak event in your whole engagement with them to getting an order that is memorable.
1: We tend yeah, to think, I, we, yeah it certainly could be one.
0: Well, we tend to think these things have to the only the only events that count are the ones that are so value laden, right? That help them understand their business better, or commercial insight, and it may just be no. I just remember when Stu reached out to me, that was really cool.
1: Well, you know, you and you have to include. I mean, you have to be relevant. You have to bring value that is timely and relevant, right? You have to do that. But, but if you've also reached out in a way that that gets people saying, "Oh my God, I love the way this guy, the way this person thinks." Thanks, right? Right. I love the way you think. We've got to connect, and I want to find a way to work with you. Yeah, that's that's perfect. What a great way to start a relationship.
0: Absolutely, and then you know, if you go by the assumption that I largely do is these days increasingly that. The landscape is filled with competitors that are largely identical. You know, almost any market segment. There's if there's one competitor tomorrow, there's two. Next week, there's three. The week after, there's four. Because you know, especially in tech space, the barriers to entry are so low. How do you make yourself stand out? And it could be just yeah. as simple as what happens in your first interaction using one of these strategies that Sue talks about in his both his books, but uh, in this last one, get the meeting that that make the difference. I mean, the difference is you have to assume you only win by one percent. You only have to yeah. be one percent yeah. different and better than everybody else. What's that one percent? Could just be how you reach out to them. So we talked yep. about we talked about gifting uh, in the. So let's go through pocket campaigns. And I love the some sure. of the examples that were in the book were great. But but uh, tell us what those are.
1: Well, so you know the way that we meet people generally is either we're we're reaching out to them. I mean, it's also inbound, but. Mm-hmm. If we're meeting in person, we're, it's outreach, but then it's also um, it's all just also just chance meetings, or it could, or it could be meetings at at you know networking events or sure. seminars, etc. It's all those places where you give out a business card, to, you know, and you you hope that you you connect, made a really great connection with someone who's actually someone you want to do business with. Mm-hmm. Well, I just find the whole the whole notion of giving out a business card to be uh, I'm not going to call it obsolete. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually not going to call it old school. <laughs> archaic, Ar- archaic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not old school.
0: <laughs> well, I was just at a conference in Vegas last week. I think I gave out three cards. Yeah, but but I connected with a lot of people on LinkedIn and so on. But if I had a so pocket that, campaign, that would have been different.
1: Yes. Yeah. See. So here's the deal. Uh, here's the difference. Um, you know, right now, business cards are in sort of a they're in kind of an arms race. Who can make it look more interesting? But they're all—they're all based on this strategy of, I want this is here to make me look. Of course, it's to hand out contact details, but otherwise, it's to make us look important, Mm. wouldn't you say? And impressive, and clever, and so on. Well, and I think that's kind of—I think they're actually largely inert. And you know, if people are even handing out business cards, if some of them are just typing in their details in each other's phones, how? all of that's a missed opportunity. Right. And and you know you and I know we we've we've both encountered people who, who hand out a business card and you say, "Whoa, wait a minute. I've never seen a business card like this. You know, it could be a fold out with a with a with a paper sculpture that comes out mm. or, or, Pop, um, or it could be a multi tool. Give you all kinds of other things right. other than what, you know, all the card companies want to sell you. And and so I started with that. I thought, well, "What what made those things so different?" Um, and what made them stand out, what I realized is that they were all engagement devices. Mm-hmm. Every, one of, every one of the ones that I've gotten that I thought, oh, my God, that's so cool. is It, it was so cool because it was different, first mm-hmm. of all. It's an engagement device. And, you know, for, for those who are viewing this on camera, I'm going to show you one that, that kept showing up in, in um, Google searches for coolest business cards. <laughs> and it's a, it's a multi-tool. Um uh, yeah stamped out of metal and it's kind of thick metal this one but right it's credit card sized and it's for um, it's for a, a bike repair shop and you notice there's no I don't know if you can see it but there's no hold it up fancy, closer there, there's there's no yeah. logo on it. Right. There's no there's no traditional trappings of branding actually on it. Yeah. So it's just the guy's contact details. But here's the thing. This this little multi-tool is the is the business card for the owner of, of a bike repair shop. Yeah, and you
0: can actually, so people can see it. Can, it says stamp metal. You can actually—it's uh, probably—it's a wrench. It's a, a wrench. It's
1: yeah. a, a different sizes of wrench, yeah. and you can you can change a tire with this thing. You can you can tighten spokes. Yep. So you take that with you, and wherever you're riding your bike, you can you can use it to fix it out on the trail. That's pretty cool, and and so we've 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 developed that a little bit further. Um, so here's here's a. Uh, well, actually, I, I want to describe it, but I'll, I'll also show <laughs> yeah. it. use your but words. Here here's a um another multi-tool, and it comes with a sleeve. So there's a little bit of branding on the sleeve, but when you pull it out, you see that well, it's it's black, but it's and it's got it's it's got my um, actually it's a client's right. um cam, campaign. Anyway, it has it has his contact details and on the reverse it has uh it has a URL to go to. Mm-hmm. And you go, it's for, for tool directions, how to use this tool. So you go to that page and, and it, it, it has a video that shows you how to use the tool, all the right. different um, functionalities of it. But here's what's happening. It's setting a pixel so that, a tracking pixel so that right. from that point on, we're going to, ads for, the, for whoever it is that handed this out um, are going to start appearing wherever you go on the web, wherever the recipient goes sure. on the web. Well, business cards don't do that; they're inert. They don't do that. <laughs> so, so essentially, what it is is it's 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 a campaign that you still you still dispense from your pocket. It's an involvement or an engagement device. It's it's either an invitation to play or use the, the device. Um, and there there's always a second step, or let's say a jump offer. Mm-hmm. It's not a promotional offer, but a second step where you go to either get something more or you learn how to use the tool or something. There's something more. That you go to that draws you to, a, to to a jump page, where a tracking pixel is set, and now you've en- enrolled them in your um, persistence track mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. In, in your contact marketing campaign, and you can actually then by doing that you pull that out of your pocket, and give it out, and they and they go through that process. It becomes a campaign that you can measure response and ROI on.
0: Right. So, at, are there examples of companies? Because one of the things that that oftentimes you sort of want, and, and <laughs> especially maybe in instances where the salesperson is still uncertain about exactly what they do, is a card that sort of you know, answers very precisely and concisely Hey, what do you do? Right? Some explanation mm-hmm. of the business or their value proposition or something. I mean, so what have you seen clever about that?
1: Well, here's another one.
0: Got, you have one, yes.
1: I got one. So this this is Bruce Johnson's um, uh, uh, card. Well, it's his pocket campaign. So you know, it looks like a card, right? And on the back, there's a cartoon. And what what, what Bruce does is he sells business insurance. Mm-hmm. And when he goes to networking events, I think most people who are selling insurance probably run the same the same response to. One of you you're sitting at the table, oh, sure. hey, my name is so and- so, what are you doing?
0: I sell insurance. I sell insurance. <laughs> yeah. okay,
1: what do you do? we're yeah. here <laughs> you know?
0: We're at an insurance <laughs> convention. we all sell insurance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. so so what we did for Bruce is um is this card is not just a card, it's a Z card. and in fact, it opens up. there's a whole folded up poster within between the two cards, right. two, the front and the back. and it's a it's a portfolio. Of cartoons about business and and insurance together, and so it turns into this little you know item of, of fascination. Right, people share, they they pass them around at the at, on the table, and and Bruce told me that the that the fourth the fourth um, card or pocket campaign that he handed out turned into a sale, and that's really cool. I have cool business cards. You know, they have cartoons on them, or I, I can put together really cool business cards, but I've never. Ever experienced a sale from the handing out of my business card alone, right, right? And but Bruce did because the fourth one he handed to said, "Oh, that's that's pretty cool." And they they showed it around the office. They kept showing it around, and and uh, and ended up calling Bruce two months later with a with a, an order. You know, and,
0: for, and have have anybody used like yeah you know, the pocket campaigns like as part of a direct mail campaign? I mean to actually send them out? You know, that would be
1: interesting, too, I guess. Um, I, you know, I guess you could... Well, the thing is, I don't know what you want to do... Mm, i got to think about that a bit. Okay, that's thing. fine. They're, they can be kind of expensive, the, the multi-tools. Uh, sure. The, 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 the Z cards are, I think, about $3 a piece, and, and the multi-tools are about 10 Now, mind you, if we think of those as contact campaigns... Well those are cheap contact campaigns. Yeah, that's what I asked. If if we think of them as business cards they're totally expensive, they're ridiculous, you know. Right. But right. I think really in essence it's a camp, it's it's a it's an involvement device that leads you to a next step on, online and mm-hmm. from that point on you're now enrolled in a in a persistence campaign, a digital persistence campaign. So it could be any form of that and I I'll, I'll just Tell you one other story that I think is really amazing because it shows the, you know, the the, the value of having something that you can hand out that really causes people to get engaged, um, and that is I'm, I'm holding up a piece of brown um, sheet rubber, mm-hmm. and and so one one oh. card was printed on that
0: rubber. <laughs> yeah, I remember this from the book. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's printed printed on that rubber, but it was it was stretched on a jig, so. Um, you know, it was it printed and then taken off the jig once the the ink cures and dries, and so now all the all the contact details are squeezed together. Yeah, it looks like a just, black looks
0: like a black box on the. On it's kind of like
1: a balloon that that's not blown up. Right. You know, and so people just naturally do they just grab it at both ends to stretch it so they can read it, and so the guy whose card this was, was telling me about how he would. Let's say he was at a at a pub. He said that he likes to go up to likes to go out to pubs a lot. So he's at a pub, sits down at the bar, and starts talking to someone. And they get into a conversation. What do you do? What do you do? And they get to the point where they're
0: they're now trading business
1: cards. Right. And this is an that's an ambush. <laughs> <Like> you <laughs> whip out that little rubber card, and they they automatically grab it, stretch it, and it reveals it's Paul Nielsen's card. He's a fitness trainer. And guess what? He already has you exercising.
0: Yeah, I got you working out you right.
1: Know? You're already pulling on the thing. So people, they enjoy it so much. It's a visual metaphor of, of the value or let's say the fun that that Paul brings to working out. And, and so they'll, they'll ask, oh, my gosh, can I keep this? Sure, of course. It's my business card. I'm going to keep yours. So then they take it. They, this is one of those cards that they keep in their pocket rather than throw in the box where wow. all the rest of them go. Yeah, and and they show st- it around. Stay, start yeah, showing gonna, it off to
0: their colleagues. Yeah, it's going to stay in your pocket. That rubber is so, um, Well, yeah. but, I, but I think you raised an interesting point, though, is through is all these things where it's gifting and pocket campaigns and the book is full of other categories, uh, how to use video, unsolicited proposals, which is a really interesting one as well. Um, got a early boss that was a, a big, big fan of that. Uh, his his thing was quote early and often, and uh hmm. yeah it's a great way to engage people is that they're fun i mean this is yeah. this is this is something that yeah you know, not many people I think are having fun in sales these days i mean you, you think well, about yeah. you think about the you know rank of s d r s that are tasked to make you know fifty a hundred calls a day you know and it's it's thankless hard work right and yeah. uh yeah, not terribly fun. But the reason why the turnovers happen so much, but but this is an opportunity for people to say, yeah, here's something we can do creative that actually is fun. And yeah, That, that, re- and that resonates with the receiver as well as the giver.
1: Yeah, and I was going to tell you, here's the effect. Of course, it's fun to do. I mean, I've I've for all throughout my career, but I've been the guy sending cartoons. You know, <laughs> going, <Yeah. laughs> can't wait till they get it. You know, yeah. and and have the conversation. But so it's fun to do. But but here's the effect. Of, of that fun thing on the recipient, Paul Nielsen's card, back to his story. when people would take that card and show it around at the office, well you know they they'd look, look at this card I got from this guy and they'd pull it out and, and we pull it out and they'd stretch it because they all, everybody stretches it right. Oh, look at that. See, he already has you exercising. They'd have a good laugh and and um, <clears throat> and here's the effect that it had. Every time Paul handed out one of his cards, he'd get three or four new clients. That's unbelievable. I've n ne- i have like I told you before, I have cool business cards. You know, they've got right. cartoons on them and so right. on. I've never had anyone see my business card and then do business with me. Because of the card. Yeah. Alone.
0: Well I can I can yeah. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, that's it is amazing. That's why I've, that part was really intriguing. Cause yeah, if you're anybody who travels at all, right? In business, and you you sit next to somebody on the airplane, and invariably you start talking. Unless you're one yep. of those people, who just put your headphones on right away. And hey, what do you do? What do you do? It's well, this is I've gotten business from that, and it wasn't based on my business cards, it's based on the conversation. But yeah. uh, you make yourself more memorable, certainly. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's that's so much what we're trying to do these days to break through the noise is it's not just to break through the noise, but it's to break through in a way that you are memorable to them. And again, this ultimately boils down to us as people and the difference that we're making in the lives of the people we're talking to. And being memorable yeah. is one way to do that.
1: Yeah. It it makes all the difference in the world. And you know, I've got a favorite when I when I run ads for my books, I've got this one favorite headline that I use. Which is one meeting can change everything, and it really can. If you think about every great thing that's happened in our lives, mm-hmm. everything—it all starts from meeting and makes making connections with someone who changes your life.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You no, know? absolutely. All and right. without meetings,
1: nothing happens.
0: Well, that is true too, right? Can't yep. we like to say nothing happens until you sell something? Well, <laughs> you're not going to sell something until you meet with somebody. So, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, let's get it right down to the basics. Um, yeah. All right. Well, Stu, it's great talking to you. Um, tell people they can find out more about your new book and connect with you.
1: Well, thanks for asking. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've got two books out. One get the, uh, and they they go together. One is not meant to replace the other. So, how to get a meeting with anyone is it's been out since 2016. It's it's uh, it's got 20 categories of contact marketing campaign types you need to know about those if you're going to use contact marketing, and then and then the new book, Get the Meeting, is a companion to that, and it's a it's a it's a group of case studies with uh with photography this time. So you get to see what these campaigns look like.
0: Illustrations, everything Yeah, it's, it's like I said it's There's really, all kinds of stuff in there. Really a field guide um, for the first book, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So those are they're available any anywhere books are sold. And um and as far as reaching me, well, you know, I'd love I'd love it when people connect with me on LinkedIn and tell me they heard, let's say, heard me talk on on your podcast. That would be wonderful. Great way to get through. Um or if you read the book, something like that. So contact me and and, and connect with me on LinkedIn. That'd be great. And uh, I guess I should also mention that I have a podcast as well, How to Get a Meeting with Anyone, the podcast. And we talk to people all the time about these crazy stories they have of what they did to break through to people that have changed their scale. Mm -hmm.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, everybody has a podcast these days, so I mean, you can't be alive—you yeah, right. can't be alive and not have a podcast. So, yeah, uh, it's it's pretty much so, a, pretty much a condition of <laughs> of life. But uh, <laughs> all right, well, Stu, as always, fantastic talk to you, and uh, look forward to doing it again.
1: Thank you so much, Andy. Great to have a, great to be on the show.
0: Okay, friends, that was accelerate for the week. First of all, as always, I want to thank you for joining me. And I want to thank my guest, Stu Hynek. Join me again next week as my guest will be Mercy Bell. Mercy is a principal at Dogpatch Advisors, and we're going to be talking about intentional outbound. You know, it's all part of what Dogpatch Advisors calls outbound operations, which takes the burden of prospecting from reps to give them time to explore human connections creatively. And you'll definitely want to check this out. So, be sure to join us then. Now, before you go, don't forget to check out The Sales House. Success in sales, and really in life, is all about selling to humans. And The Sales House is my growth training platform for B2B sellers just like you who really want to learn how to more effectively sell to another human being. So, for more information, visit thesaleshouse.com, and we'll look forward to seeing you there. All right. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone.